Welcome to Heart to Heart, a Horizon Produce podcast. My name is Christina Pearl, and today we are sitting down with one of our counselors who specializes in art therapy. Today, Anna will discuss the benefits of art therapy for children, adolescents, and families as well. We are very excited to sit down with Anna McCarthy today from Horizon. And Anna, thank you for taking the time to sit with us today. We're really looking forward to learning more about our children's services here at Horizon and in particularly the art therapy that you are providing as well. So before we hop in to the details, would you mind giving us a little background about your experience, you know, what made you interested in this field and kind of your focuses thus far? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. This is, it's fun to try this new kind of modality. So my name is Anna and I started out in the field of art therapy getting into college and really just interest, I was interested in psychology and I was interested in, in creating art. And so my guidance teacher in high school recommended looking into an art therapy program. So from then on, I've just continued being in art therapy programs. I went to get my master's in art therapy and really just kind of kept the ball rolling and, and didn't stray too much from the path. It just sort of really fit with what I knew to be true about expressing emotions and, you know, being creative and how you can marry those two things with art therapy. So that's essentially what art therapy is. It's a type of mental health therapy where you are, instead of using talk therapy the entire time to deal with issues and talk about your feelings, you're using a combination of talk therapy and using art to express how you feel, to express what you've been through. So it's a different kind of therapy, but a, a therapy in and of itself. That's so awesome. And what a great offering to have. Mm-hmm. Is art therapy just for kids or can it be beneficial for adults as well? Because, you know, when you initially think of art therapy, you and obviously you're, you know, part of our children's services program, mm-hmm. you might align that with children or adolescents, but are adults able to benefit from it as well? Yeah, absolutely. I think most people, many people think that it's just for kids because we think that kids do most of the art- artistic creativity types of things. But I have actually adults that I work with right now at Horizon who are also benefiting from art therapy services and really What it is, is that we all have this child self within us and we all knew at one point how to create, uh, you know, create artwork that expressed how we felt. And it was just so natural to us as kids. And then as we grow up, we completely, well, some of us don't, but many of us do completely forget that that is another mode of communication. So I, I usually say with adults that I work with, you know, just give this a try, see if, see if it's something that you might be able to use just to express the things that are are difficult to express in words. And most times I can get an adult to feel at least somewhat comfortable with the experience. And many times adults continue to use art in therapy or doing art therapy specifically. And that's great to just have an additional option and slightly different platform. Because like you said, talk therapy might not 
resonate as much with others and they might mm-hmm. want to express themselves differently. So at least to have that option out there, I yeah. think is is so unique. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you, you touched on this a little bit, but some of the benefits of art therapy that you see in both children and adults, what would you say that you've seen the most benefits or, or what kind of benefits I should say have you seen firsthand? Well, you know, the the kind of cliche phrase that a picture is worth a thousand words is so true because in an art therapy session, whether it's an adult or a child or an adolescent, they can come in and create a painting or create a sculpture or, you know, a picture, a drawing, whatever it is. They can create something that expresses so many things that they would not be able to cover with speech in a 45 minute session. So an adult might come in and it might be like things that are happening right now are being triggered by things that happened in the past. And all of that could be talked about at the exact same time with one picture. It can be really effective and kind of, um, I can't think of the word that I'm, I'm searching for, but just sort of like gets to the point rather than kind of talking around things. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. No, that makes sense. Yeah. And who would you say would be a good candidate for art therapy services? I mean, for those that are just getting familiar with the actual therapy itself, but then, you know, how would you, what would you look for in order to recommend Mm -hmm. someone for this type of therapy? I think that a lot of times what we see is people who are not benefiting from other types of therapies. So maybe they, for whatever reason, aren't getting anywhere in in just talk therapy. We as humans, we can create a lot of defenses with our words that we Mm -hmm. can't create with images. So we could be with a therapist for years and not really get to the root of something. And that might be an opportunity to try something different. Right. The other thing that I think about with kids a lot is that we as adults sometimes forget how to communicate as kids and how to really understand what they're going through. But with kids, they can create and they can play and they can do all of these things that kind of naturally bring up subjects um, for them and get and get resolved through these means that doesn't have to make sense to us necessarily. So so I think kids who can't express themselves verbally or can't really communicate with their parents or their grown-ups, I think it can be really helpful for them to be able to work with an art therapist who might be that bridge in between like the kid, you know, the the, the child might draw something and then the the art therapist could kind of understand what the drawing is getting at or asking questions about what it's getting at. And then that therapist can then kind of communicate to the the grownups in that kid's life what's going on based on the, the story, based on the picture. So, so I think it can be for a lot of different people. The main things that I see are trauma, uh, you know, inability to, to talk about emotions and just wanting a different kind of therapy that they haven't experienced before. Right. And I can imagine that people might be even a little bit more comfortable and relaxed, maybe, given this avenue. Absolutely. I feel like art therapy is a wonderful way. It has a wonderful way of decreasing defenses, right? So you can come in and the art therapist might suggest that you just draw how you feel. And then in that case, there might be some anxiety up front. But then with the art therapist's encouragement, 
you create this this picture that you might not have been able to verbalize. So it's it definitely makes people a little bit more comfortable, especially if they're comfortable with art in general. So I I think there can be many benefits and and you know one other point with creating art is that it's a record of what you've been through. So if you have a journal where you're doing a piece of artwork every day and then you can look back and it's just one snapshot of what that day was like and how you dealt with that day or what you were feeling. And so it can be this great record over time of, of progress and of the emotions you've been going through. And that's a great point too, right? You'll have a record of it where you can go back and compare Mm -hmm. and, you know, see the progress you made. And this is a great segue into the next question. What if someone isn't artistic or, Mm -hmm. you know, has never really found a strong connection with art class or, you know, the opportunity to draw and, and utilize painting and sketching and things like that? Can they still benefit from art therapy? Yeah. I mean, I believe that there is a way to involve everybody in this process. I think that we are all individuals, though, and I, I do want to leave room for um, for people to try it and then decide, you know what, this isn't for me. And maybe there's a different, maybe I like play therapy better, or maybe I like talk therapy better, and that's okay. But definitely, I, you know, I've, I've seen some, some kids who are not really the drawing painting type, but they love creating charts or they love doing something with creative materials. So it doesn't necessarily have to look any certain way. I think the importance is that you let the the client take the lead. And we as art therapists, we have a bunch of tools in our toolbox and we are trained to be flexible and bringing things up that are going to work for that specific kid rather than having this kind of rigid like we're going to do this, this and this. It's just sort of a more fluid type of therapy to begin with. And that's such a great point, especially from the, the creative materials, because as we're talking about art therapy and artwork, I'm thinking of mural or a beautiful mm-hmm. painting, and it doesn't necessarily have to be that. Like you said, it could be charts, it could be just mm-hmm. lists, it could be minimal sketches. So that flexibility, I think, is so important for people to understand to feel comfortable mm-hmm. in, in participating in this, in this type of therapy if they feel, oh, if they yeah. feel like it could benefit them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you could think of like a list of a hundred things that you could get for your office and they could be anything from like creating structures and blocks to like doing finger painting. It could be like a whole wide range of different modalities and different um, techniques. So it's, it's really adaptable to any person. That's so great. Who would you say would be a good candidate for art therapy services? And I know we kind of touched on this earlier as well Mm -hmm. with somebody that might not be as comfortable with talk therapy. What are some other possible candidates or traits Mm -hmm. that you look for perhaps in children or adults that would fit well with this type of, with this type of therapy? Yeah. So I would say definitely a willingness to try to, to use creative means. I've, I've definitely talked with a lot of kids who say, oh, I like drawing or I like coloring. We have those adult coloring books out there. So if there's someone who enjoys the adult coloring books or just coloring in general, I think that that's a great first step, although it's not necessary. But the other thing is just a person who 
you know, maybe a kid who you notice is not talking quite so much anymore, that there's something going on inside that you just can't pull out. You know, sometimes it's like pulling teeth with kids. Right. If you don't have the right questions or you don't have the right language. Yeah. So I think definitely noticing a change in your child where maybe they're more quiet. I think if kids have been through anything traumatic, art therapy is definitely a great safe way to have them direct how much they want to discuss, how much they want to bring out and do it in a way that doesn't, um, you know, they can create a picture and they can tell me it means anything that they want. Right. But for them, it might be actually creating the thing that they wanted to talk about. So it really is very much up to them how much they want to express and so I would say those things, really, the young, young kids, I think, will definitely benefit because they're already doing this stuff. They're already creating and whatever methods they're using. So, so I would definitely say that quiet kids, if they've been through trauma, if there's a recent change in their presentation, if they're very young, and, and for young kids, going to a talk therapist is, is probably going to be challenging. So right. um, Always looking for other modalities, I think, is is a great option. I agree. And again, like you said, the, the talking piece of it might, they just might not feel comfortable right off the bat. And, mm-hmm. and even with some adults too, especially for some adults who might talk all day or might be constantly leading conversations, they just might not want to express themselves that way. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's a good point too for adults who, if they find that they're just spinning their wheels talking, doing something where they're being asked to just focus in and quietly create and then explain that can provide a lot of structure. Right. Yeah. Right. And probably open up quite a few doors, you mm-hmm. know, from that creation for them to explain, you know, where their mind was going with it. Absolutely. Yeah. In our world now, we're very, we're focused more on teleservices, right? Mm-hmm. How would this type of therapy, how does it translate when it comes to telus? So could you give us an example of, you know, what an art therapy session looks like from the tele platform? Yeah, that's a good question. I think among all the therapies, I, as you can imagine, I think that art therapy is probably one of the more difficult ones to do over telehealth. But I do have many clients now who are doing telehealth with art therapy. And really all that it takes is for them to have some sort of supply on hand. There are different beliefs in the art therapy world about whether or not creating with your client or your patient is a great idea, kind of creating alongside them. I think with telehealth, because it is so separated already, because it's so isolated and that person's on a screen far away. For me, what's been helpful is for us both to be creating and then to share both of our pieces of artwork together on the screen. So a lot of times it will involve myself thinking of an intervention that would be helpful for this person, given what they're going through, having that client and myself spending about 30 minutes each of us creating. And then at the end, having that client get the opportunity to kind of present what's going on and what they created. And then myself doing the same thing. And typically when I do that, I'm focusing on what they're going through and creating artwork based on like, if I could imagine I was in your situation, this is what I would feel. Tell me if that's accurate. Is that not accurate? So it's a really um, helpful 
kind of bridge like I talked about just in terms of reflecting back to the patient what you believe is happening and then right. getting clarification whether or not that's accurate. Right. And and yeah, and, and assisting with that reflection piece, right? So mm-hmm. you can imagine perhaps what they might be feeling and this is how you depicted it. So now let's compare and see if it hits the mark or, and mm-hmm. then that just in turn opens up other discussion items. So absolutely. Yeah. So what if someone is not able to access our therapy services? How can, you know, what would you recommend, especially right now? And, and you mm-hmm. know, I think that we always want to focus on offering our community children's children three and up, adults, adolescents, young adults, the option for therapy and counseling. Mm-hmm. And, and we have that available for all ages and demographics. However, there are options if people might not be ready yet to pick up that phone and, and call to make an appointment. How can people use art on their own for their own mental health. And I know you mentioned the adult coloring books and, mm-hmm. and we've seen a lot of that with, you know, wellness options and mindfulness, but, but what would you recommend people use, you know, how they can use art on mm-hmm. their own for, you know, increased mental health? Yeah, I think that's a good point, especially given the whole telehealth conversation, because sometimes, you know, people just don't feel like that's really touching anything, doing telehealth, um, art therapy. So if they aren't able to go into a clinic and get that service and they're not ready to do it in a telehealth way, what I would suggest more so than the adult coloring books, which I think can be a great coping skill to reduce anxiety. What I would suggest is that if, if individuals were able to get themselves kind of like a sketchbook or a notepad, Mm -hmm. something that has blank pages and what can be really helpful with all of those blank pages is to create a circle on every page. So a big circle, almost like, you know, those adult coloring books, how they're like mandalas and you color in the shapes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what you can do is just create this huge blank circle that has no coloring in shapes in it. And it's just sort of giving you a little bit of a boundary on that big blank page that can be so anxiety provoking. Right. So just taking this notebook, putting a circle on each page, and then really sometime every day sitting down and committing to two to five minutes or longer if you have it, but doing something that you're able to express, what am I feeling today? Like how, you know, waking up, what am I hopeful for today? Or what was difficult about today? So there's no right or wrong. We always say, you know, you can write things, you can draw things, you can just scribble. I mean, scribbling is is super underrated. I think it's it's so therapeutic. It is. Yeah. Now that you mentioned that, it totally is. Yeah. So just getting those emotions out on paper, I think, you know, because it can help you express what you're feeling in the moment because you'll have a record of it. And then when you eventually do, if you are able to sign up for even, even talk therapy, you know, bringing what you've done at home into the session can be helpful for creating that bridge between sessions and just kind of, you know, translating what's going on inside to the outside world. Absolutely. And that's such a great point. And, and the time frame you gave is so realistic, right? Two to five mm-hmm. minutes every mm-hmm. day. Yeah. And like you said, if, if we have more time, then obviously try to do it more, but two to five minutes, completely realistic mm-hmm. and probably over time will truly help increase our mental health capacity, it gets us away from screen time. It gets yeah. us kind of just focused on our own self in the moment, which I think right. 
these days, it's kind of hard to give yourself a couple minutes of, of your time. Absolutely. I know. And I think it's so important before we're looking at our screens, interacting with others, hearing the news, like getting out of our house. It's so important to give ourselves just a couple minutes to like breathe and be like, okay, I'm okay in this moment. And you know, whatever happens the rest of the day, I can get through it. Right. Right. Such a great point and such a great exercise. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, of course. So Anna, this was a great introduction into what art therapy is and the way in which we provide it to children, adolescents, and adults. What advice would you give for a parent or a guardian or even a loved one that might be listening that is interested in learning more, perhaps asking some more questions to see if they themselves or their child would benefit from this? What, what, what are the next steps that people can, can take on to kind of learn more? Google is everybody's friend. So I would definitely start there and just looking into what it is, what it is in New York State. You can also look at the American Art Therapy Association's website. It's ada.org, I believe. You can give a call to Horizon. I'm more than willing to talk to anybody who's interested in learning more um, and wanting to hear more about art therapy in Buffalo. There's also Art Therapy Buffalo is uh, an organization that's in Buffalo. You can learn more about the art therapists in the area. But really, you know, in terms of coming to Horizon or, or learning more about art therapy, I'm definitely willing to talk to anybody who's interested and, and, and definitely just Google because like right. art therapy has been a, a profession for so long and, and I still think it's so unknown. Right. Thank you so much for sitting down with us and, you know, allowing us to learn more about this other, other form of therapy that I think could be so beneficial to to many of our community members. We really appreciate it. We're grateful to have you here at Horizon. And uh, thank you again for sitting down with us. Yeah, thank you. It was actually really fun. (laughs) Good, good. (laughs) We like to hear that. (laughs) Thank you, Anna, for sitting down with us today. We appreciate all of you tuning in and hope this conversation provided an expanded outlook on the various types of therapy and resources Horizon provides to our patients, family, and community. You can always visit our website at horizon-health.org to learn more about our individual, group, and family counseling options that are available. Be sure to subscribe to Heart to Heart to stay up to date and informed on the latest resources, support, and education that matter most to our community. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram for continued conversation around mental health and substance use resources for those in need. Thank you again for tuning in today.